When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is Internet Marketing. Today, I am joined by Marcos Alvarez Martin, our senior SEO analyst at Site Visibility. Marcos, say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I always feel strange asking people to say hello. It's like a demand. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Marcos has been at Site Visibility. How long now, Marcos? Four and a half years? Is that about right? I think now it's been five and something. Five and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think after the, after maybe after four, that's when you just start losing track. Yeah. I've lost track of how long I've been at Cyber Security yeah. now as well. Mm. Um, but Marcos has been with us a very long time. Um, he's primarily been our SEO specialist within the team um, and has kind of developed over the years into a senior SEO analyst role. And um, about a was it a year ago now, Marcos? Just maybe yeah. just under. Yeah, 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 it was in at the end of June. At the end of June. Oh, there you go. So uh, around a year ago, Marcos uh, moved from Brighton back to his homeland, Tenerife, and uh, now works with site visibility full-time remote, um, although does join us in the office occasionally, which we'll probably touch on. So given the given the pandemic um, and lots of decisions being made by businesses about when to return to work, how to adjust to life, um, remote working, and the impacts that post-pandemic this will have on businesses, um, there are going to be lots of decisions to be made in terms of offering flexibility to staff, um, when and if to offer, uh, when or if to go back to an office environment at all. And so I thought one of the best people to get on the podcast to talk about this topic would be Marcos. Um, you know, Marcos has experienced this, and I think when we're making this decision, um, we need to make this decision with our staff and uh, get their input and um, so Marcos um, with the title today of inside the mind of a remote SEO analyst which sounds uh, very intimidating but we're uh, we're going to jump into your thoughts and feelings on the topic Marcos uh, which I'm really looking forward to yeah so so uh, take me back um, I guess a year ago maybe even longer and just if you could start by talking me through some of your de- your decisions and the decision making process uh, that you went through uh, when you decided it was time to return to Tenerife. Yeah, so um, everything everything started uh, quite a few months before I actually moved uh, 
the, the reasons why I decided uh, that it, it, it could be a good option for me is first because I'm from, from Spain, I'm from Tenerife. Uh, I left Tenerife in the year 2009 to go to Madrid to study. And then from there, I moved to the UK uh, to start working in there. Uh, so it, it, it had been by, by then 10 years since I moved out. And uh, I missed it. Uh, I miss being close to my family, my friends. Uh, the sun may have something to do with it as well. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I was thinking that it was time for me to come, to come back home. Uh, but at the same time, I was enjoying so much the, the work I was doing with side disability. Um, as you say, I have developed into a senior role. Uh, I was having more uh, responsibilities as part of the team. Um, I enjoy the clients that we have. Uh, so it, 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 I wanted to go back, but at the same time, I was enjoying the work that I was doing there. Um, and what made me think that it, it could be a possibility for me to, to move back was first the fact that uh, in the company, uh, we always have uh, calls and conference call platforms to speak with clients. So we don't always see face-to-face. We have the usual review meetings. Um, for the clients that are closer to us, we see them more often. But really, the work that we're doing, digital marketing, we can do it online. Um, and then, uh, so this it was already offering the possibility to uh, do flexible work, people working from home some days. We have uh, already a member of the team working remotely from London. Uh, so I thought, well, this could be a possibility for me too. Uh, and that's when I uh, brought it up to the, to the company. So you, you mentioned there that you'd kind of been thinking or had been thinking or maybe been a bit homesick for a while um, and yet you were enjoying your work. Was there anything that kind of pulled, was there anything that made you kind of pull the trigger and say, all right, now is the time that I'm going to ask? Was there any kind of event or moment or was it just a culmination of everything? Um, I have to say that uh, Brexit was a, a turning point. Um, it was a moment where I thought, okay, what's going to happen now? Um, yeah. I, I didn't know what was going to happen with the Europeans living in the UK. Uh, and it was something that was already in my mind in a way. But I think that uh, uh, Brexit was a trigger point that uh, made me think about the, the right time to do that move. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, if you if you're if you've got if you're feeling a combination of all of those different points that you just said, you know, um, missing family, uh, son, um, and wanted to go back home after after ten years or so, um, Brexit. I imagine just the the emotional labour, the at that at that particular time as well, even a year ago uh, and before that, the uncertainty uh, would be enough to kind of say, right now is the time. Yeah. Um, so I understand that. Uh, and then I think what I'm what I'm curious about is then in terms of communicating that and then kind of I guess was there any fear because you said you were enjoying your work was there any fear of approaching that topic in our team or did you feel pretty comfortable with that uh, there was clearly a, a, a fear because I didn't know what to expect really uh, so it, it, it took a lot of time really to really come up and say it. 
to <laughs> first to the to uh, senior management and then to the rest mm-hmm. of the team uh, because we're a small team and we work uh, very close with each other. And sometimes it's just very easy to turn around to the person next to you and ask, and ask them something. And I was mm-hmm. aware that if it wasn't there, that's, that was not going to happen. Um, right. And then it was also all the things going on in my mind, thinking um, everyone has to go to work and I'm going to stay home. Uh, and at, at, some point, at some point, there was also guilt of thinking, mm-hmm. um, moving away and leaving everyone behind doing the bulk of the work, but it, it, it wasn't true because I, I've been working as hard as uh, when I was there in Brighton. But at the time, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what to expect. So I, I, I did feel uh, a, bit, a bit guilty for going away. Yeah, that's such an, we were talking about this, I remember briefly the other day, and uh, I remember this is just a fascinating thought. In the introduction of the podcast, I was I was talking about you know, getting you on the podcast to talk about your perspective on feelings and thoughts. So I guess that business owners or even people that are in the same position as you, they know to how to approach these topics. It really, uh, it almost saddens me to think of you there, you know, a year or so ago, just worried about raising the topic. I'm I'm so glad that you kind of did. And again, we'll talk about the process and how we manage that um, in a moment. But um, this this might be a tough question to answer, but is there anything that you think that either our business or any other business can do to make approaching that topic even easier so that you weren't in such a tough, you weren't, you didn't have that kind of moral conflict in your own mind? Yeah. So um, I'm thinking that one of the things that allowed me to uh, speak up about this, and be open to this possibility is the, the business culture. And I know that side visibility was already offering uh, flexible hours. Uh, we have been discussing about working remotely. We have been discussing about uh, being an online agency, just mm-hmm. not uh, as a, something that was set in stone and that was going to happen, but just a possibility. And it turned out that uh, <laughs> a few months after that, it, we had to do it, but we were forced to do it because of this pandemic. <laughs> and, but just having that culture, uh, that closeness to the, to the senior management, I remember I, I, I could go to you or to Jason with whatever is on my mind. Um, we can at least discuss it. If, and uh, I said at the time, if this is not possible, it's fine. I just want to raise it and discuss it. So having that openness in other businesses mm. uh, could help uh, employees bring up this topic. Um, and, and having that trust uh, between the, the senior management and the employees, it's, it's also important. Being open uh, and not be judgmental. Yeah, the, the, key, yeah, the key message, it's, I mean, a lot of it, going back to my question, you know, is there anything businesses can do? It seems like the, it's kind of one is maybe the direct access when needed to maybe senior figures in a company. Uh, on topics like this that are so important so that sounds like it's important again um, cultures are really difficult it's so broad but having having an open culture where things like this can be discussed particularly flexible working um, mm-hmm. sounds like it's useful too and I think just from my perspective uh, I, I can't really remember back a year ago but post-pandemic uh, I think a lot of businesses like I said can expect these questions from their employees 
So to prepare for that, I think just have in your plans, have in your schedule some kind of forum where you can discuss flexible working measures and your position within the company on those measures so that everyone is clear. And that will mean that any employee that's sitting there that needs flexible working, that wants to consider it, won't have to raise it on their own. That I guess that will eliminate that. And I remember that maybe I broadly raised it a year ago at Cybersibility because we, 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 we do have flexible working hours. And um, I think around that time, our marketing manager, yeah, maybe, as you said, just started to work remotely or had been working remotely for a little while. Um, so I can't actually remember the conversation myself, but you, you must have raised it eventually because you're there and I'm here. Um, yeah. So um, can you remember how that conversation went? Was it okay? Did it alleviate your fears? Yeah, I, I, it, <laughs> it was very difficult the day before. Uh, oh, I can right. imagine. Uh, because I didn't know what to expect. But I also had a good relationship with uh, Rachel, my line manager. Yeah. Um, so I knew I could discuss it with her um, openly with no problem. Um, I just uh, took her to a meeting room. Uh, she thought I was going to hand my notice. <laughs> and That's always what, yeah, always what line managers think. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Uh, and... I discussed it exactly what I just told you about uh, how I was feeling, um, why I wanted to go back, how I was enjoying my work with side disability, and how I just wanted to raise the possibility if it's something that uh, could be discussed. Um, and the, her response was uh, was really good. She was very excited to uh, to discuss it. Uh, a bit sad that I wanted to leave mm. Brighton. Um, but yeah, everything went very well from there. Um, so I have, I have no regrets, really, because I'm here. <laughs> because you're there. And um, how long how long was it from that initial conversation to when you eventually left? Can you remember? I think it was like six months. Six months. So yeah. we, we went through roughly a six-month planning period, you think? Yeah. Okay. And yeah, you're just reminding me about when I kind of found out the news. I was just, I hadn't really thought about it until this moment, but my initial was reaction was excitement. Um, ultimately, um, I knew it would work. Um, I had a feeling, I think, at that time that that's something that you, I can't remember why, but I think I had an inkling that that's something that you were thinking about or wanted to consider and just hadn't raised it yet, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and... I remember thinking, there's no way this won't work. This can work. I've no problem with it. And then I did have that immediate, I did have uh, that feeling of, oh, Marcos won't be in the office. And uh, that that does bring about this kind of immediate sadness as well. Hmm. And it's it's like, uh, yeah, I guess it brings about some of those early thoughts of like separation anxiety. Yeah. And you kind of worry, oh, it, it whenever someone's removed from a team, it always changes the dynamic of a team. And so mm-hmm. I knew in this case, the same thing would happen. It wouldn't be like things would be 100% the same. Dynamic of the team still change. And just from a management position, I knew that that's something I would have to think about. Uh, maybe we'll get to that in a moment when we talk about measures that we then took to prepare. Mm-hmm. So um because uh, ultimately what we ha- one of the items that we had to replace was um your um and don't blush when i say this um but uh, you're you're great in terms of teamwork great in terms of offering your time and a great a great natural trainer so you're kind of a support in a team um you play a very a, 
a, a very useful supporting role in making sure that everyone else in the team is kind of um you you're approachable and people feel comfortable asking you questions and that's you know um an invaluable skill to have on the team and so aside from the emotional aspect i was thinking you know logistically practically that's a huge skill to lose on a day-to-day basis and how would we replicate that maybe that's something we can come on to in a minute i'm sure that's something you were aware of too mm-hmm. so um with so we talk about a, a planning process then that took around six months can you talk me through that planning po- process and some of the the key aspects of planning that you then started to work on yeah so uh, as you said six months uh, of planning the beginning was just discusses we discussed it with the senior management how we were going to do this uh, because we had experience uh, with people working remotely but not as remote as generally uh, there were things uh, that were asked, like, what is the the the, t- um, the time zone of, of Tenerife? Is it the same as in the UK? Do we need to consider that when booking meetings? And I said, it's fine. The Canary Islands have the same time zone as the UK. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that. Um, the other things we have to consider was uh, communication, how and when I will communicate with the team. With the clients and remote manager. The other thing is uh, we need to consider what's the technology. Uh, what do I need to do my work? Because of course, uh, much of the work that I do had to do with technical SEO, a lot of technical elements that I need to check. So I needed not just a basic uh, laptop and a phone, but uh, we also had to consider software that I needed to use. And that's when the discussions around the, uh, having a VPN installed on my laptop started. Uh, and I'll, I'll talk about the VPN in, in, in a minute, uh, because that's a very interesting topic. Uh, but other things that we have to consider was uh, having quarterly reviews to make sure that everything was working out. It, it wasn't just uh, me going ahead. And I, that's something I wanted to discuss as well. Because I just didn't want to go away, start working remotely, and then forget about everything else. I wanted to make sure that uh, uh, that the company was feeling that my work was still valuable, um, that the my efficiency hasn't been impacted, um, and finally, uh, one final element that I wanted to consider, and that's something that I discussed with Rachel a lot, was how to stay in touch with the team, how to communicate with the team. Not so much the informal element of it, not so much about actual work, but more about teamwork. More, uh, because being so such a small team, uh, we develop ties with each other. So I wanted to uh, make sure that that was still in place, that uh, the team could still come to me to ask me questions or to just say how how has the day been, things like that. Um, and in terms of all of those planning aspects, what do you think were the the most difficult um, for you to kind of, or, or what, I, I guess which elements of those planning measures are, are you still working on that you're still finding yourself improving on? Well, um, I would have to say uh, 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 the, the communication aspect. It's an important element, and that's something that, in general, uh, we all need to work on. Um, mm. 
the on the flip side, yeah. On the, on the flip side of the communication aspect, what things do you think our team could have done more of to help you, perhaps, and 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 not just our team, any team out there that's kind of working with remote workers? Um, I tell you one thing that comes to mind straight away for me, which we laughed at um, internally because it kept happening, was simple things, which I'm sure are infuriating for you, where. We would we would just forget to invite you to meetings because we were so used to running up to the meeting room, yeah. or at the end of meetings, someone would just close their laptop and you'd be there on go to meetings, like yeah. and so forth. And we just it would be like goodbye, Marcos, damn, <laughs> and then you're gone. Um, so yeah, are there any elements like that that stand out to you um, where you think there's kind of a mutual need to think about communication and lessons that you've learned? There was a learning process for us, uh, for all of us involved, me mm-hmm. and the team. Um, I think that they uh, invited me to meetings, um, dialing me in, um, uh, saying goodbye after the meeting was something that at the beginning, it was not a problem. It was more like uh, a small issue that was there. Um, mm. And I have to keep reminding everyone, uh, remember to include me in the calls, remember that I'm here. <laughs> um <laughs> But shortly, it became part of the process of booking a meeting um, mm. and running a meeting. Uh, so I think that we quickly learned how to uh, navigate those waters. And so what are some of the outstanding challenges in terms of communication? Are, are there any things that you're still experiencing that you're still working on um, kind of more specifically? I guess the, the, the thing that stands out to me that must be really difficult are... I think items like this, actually, although this is a podcast, it's a bit more informal. Um, I guess things like, I guess there have been a few meetings that stand out to me where I've been there with a client and so has one of my team, but you've had to call in. And yeah. so you want to make some key points. And that must be really challenging to make those key points when you're not physically there in the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that explaining the my situation to clients is, I don't think it's a problem, but I think it's it, it's something that we need to go through. We need to explain yeah. that I'm not there, uh, but I have been there as part of the team for a while. I've been with Cybersecurity for a long period of time. I've been working in SEO uh, for quite a while. Mm. So there's a reason why I'm not there, uh, but that shouldn't impact the work. Um, I'm happy to jump in and make points. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's something yeah. that I, I had to, to learn to sometimes make sure my points are coming across. Good, yeah. Um, so that's something I had to learn on the on the work, really. But it, it, you wasn't, just remind- it wasn't as big as a problem, as you may think. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oh, good. Yeah, you've just reminded me of one thing that we haven't covered yet, either, is um, obviously the client aspect of this. And it's, uh, I guess it's such a, a low... It's a low priority in the grand scheme of things because I knew that it was I knew that this could work out. But obviously, one consideration in terms of all of this, I'm sure someone had asked me the question, what will our clients think about this? And um, it's really not something that I deeply thought about because I I, I knew that you're it, it comes down to the person. And I think you're, you know, you're an accountable person, you're an organized person, you're an expert at what you do. And so ultimately, to me, it made no difference where you were doing it. I knew that it would work out, but um, so if it, I think if anyone that that if you're thinking about putting your team through a remote working process, perhaps even just trialing it, maybe just giving one person the flexibility. Ultimately, it doesn't necessarily come down to what will the clients think. Uh, I don't think that's really something that you can um, make your decision on. Um, you know, you've got you've got a team to run, and you've got to deliver the best service that you can. And to deliver the best service you can, it comes down to the characteristics of the person that you're considering this for. And with you, Marcos, that's something that, you know, when we when we kind of said, yeah, there's no problem with this. It ultimately came down to the the years of hard work and stuff that you had put in prior to that. We knew that that wasn't going to be a problem. Uh, but it is it is definitely interesting because it's a question that comes up. Uh, it's just not that, it's not one that I had a particularly cons- uh, a concern for. Um, and I think I was proven right because this year has gone it's actually gone a lot more smoothly from my perspective than I even expected. Um, and I think that's because we put so much effort into some of those planning elements uh, that you were just talking about. Yeah. Um, moving on just from some of the preparation, I am curious to know what it's been like for you in terms of uh, working differences, working uh, in Tenerife in comparison to the UK. Um, are there any, are there any kind of day-to-day uh, working differences, cultural differences? I guess one thing that when you were considering going back home to Tenerife, um, did you look at the marketing industry out there? Um, is there a marketing industry out there? And um, um, was this a case where, whether it was a site visibility or otherwise, you were going to work remotely because you needed to? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had considered the marketing industry in Tenerife and it's interesting because uh, I th- there are a lot of small agencies here doing uh, digital marketing. I think that uh, a few years ago when I started looking, there weren't that many. Uh, but now it's something that it's, it's appearing more and more. 
uh, that certain differences in the services they are offering, in the prices they are offering, in the value uh, that businesses in general uh, give to marketing and digital marketing in particular. Um, I think there are a lot of uh, there are a lot, a lot of businesses in here, and most of the businesses here are small or medium size, uh, and they don't consider digital marketing either because they already have uh, a known base of clients or because they they don't see the value. Um, mm. But I think that's rapidly changing. I I I know that there's a digital marketing conference happening here in Tenerife that it's only two or three years old. Uh, I, I have I've seen more businesses considering digital marketing. And now with this pandemic, there's a lot of businesses creating websites, um, looking into social media, uh, looking into SEO or PPC as options uh, to continue uh, in business, really. And, and so it, what are some of the... Ultimately, you made the decision to feel more comfortable to, I guess, in, in, improve on that homesickness and be near family. I know we're in a pandemic and you probably had lockdown measures to mm-hmm. adhere to. But um, did it meet your 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 work? I guess you're no, not necessarily your work goal, your life goal. Mm-hmm. You feel more comfortable. You're happier. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> Good, that's what I want to hear. Uh, that's a quick answer. Uh, but- Another thing to, uh, that I, I want to mention is that uh, my, my work routine hasn't changed that much. Um, mm. And that's partly because uh, I, forced, I forced myself to continue working the same way I was working in the UK. I want to keep roughly the same schedule that the team is having. Um, mm. So really, when there's a bank holiday in the UK, I take a day off as well. But when there's a bank mm-hmm. holiday in Spain, I, I am working. So it feels like I'm still working in the UK. Right. Uh, it, it's just that I'm here. And I think that ha- having that routine has helped me a lot. Uh, well, that's, it, one, that's one of the questions that I was going to ask you in terms of outside, of outside of the preparation exercises and over this last year and outside of just marketing challenges and communication communication challenges with the team. Are there any personal challenges that you face? Because that's such a big, uh, it's it, it's in a big lifestyle change, and so you just touched there on routines, and it sounds like the it sounds like the way that you adapted was just by keeping your existing routine from the UK, mm-hmm. um, so that stayed the same. Uh, and how about things like motivation? Because you haven't got a team around you. I don't know where everyone draws motivation and inspiration from different places. Have you kept that side of things going, and how's that been? Mm-hmm. Motivation was one of my uh, my concerns when I first uh, moved in because I wasn't sure what what to expect. Uh, even though we have the option to work remotely and have flexible hours, when I was already in in, in Brighton, I hardly ever used it. I always preferred to go to the to the office. So when I started working from home because that's another decision I had to make. Do I want to work from home or do I want mm-hmm. to uh, rent, oh, yeah. a, rent a space? And I finally decided to uh, work from home just to see uh, what was the feeling and, and how it will go for me. And so far it's been, it's been, very, it's been great, really. Mm-hmm. So uh, in terms of motivation, 
sometimes I, I, I do struggle. Um, motivation, concentration, things like that. Uh, I doubt mm-hmm. myself a lot. Um, and it, it's, it's easy for me to just get lost in, in minor things, um, mm-hmm. focus on those minor things uh, that distract me from, from work. Things like uh, an email from a client or something that is happening on a particular website. And I start looking at analytics, screaming frog, all of these different tools just to I get obsessed with something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the big, and then that could lead to demotivation and right. distractions. Um, so I have to talk myself, teach myself, uh, to focus on the things that matter, to focus on the, on my task list. It forced me to be more, uh, uh, more strict with my, with my calendar. And to plan better, and I, I, that's something I, I have found as a result of this. And uh, I'm better at planning. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah. And another thing that has helped me a lot is uh, having a, a a coach. Uh, I have uh, Mel Freeman, who you know, yeah. uh, who has been helping help me uh, navigating through this process. And we have discussed a lot about motivation, um, planning, and things like that. And just having one hour every month to stop, think about what I have done, what I want to do, where I am at the moment, uh, and what challenges I have faced. Even if it's, if it's uh, talking about it out loud, it has helped me a lot and it has helped me uh, reflect. Uh, is, that, is, is that the word, reflect? <laughs> Yeah, help you reflect on. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, no, there was there was plenty of fascinating information in there as you were talking through that, Marcos. The the aspect of kind of improving your planning. Uh, one thing that you mentioned there was um, having an external coach to help you with exercises in motivation. You mentioned Mel Freeman, so um, that's Mel Freeman for anyone that's interested. That's Mel Freeman of I think a company's Development Squared. I'm mm-hmm. I'm pretty certain it's Development Squared. So um, and it's I think her website is developmentsquared.com. Uh, so check her out, um, and 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 then the the other interesting which I hadn't really even thought about was your decision whether to work from home or then uh, I guess there are co working spaces out there like we have in the UK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But at the beginning, because I uh, I want first to because when I first moved here, I didn't have uh, a car, um, right, and. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I only have my laptop um, and my wheel. <laughs> so I preferred to stay at home at the beginning and see yeah. how things were going. And then I would consider going to a workspace or not. And so far, uh, as I said, I'm very happy. And another thing that uh, I have been working on is my room setup. And that's yeah. something I think it's, it's very important as well because you need to feel comfortable wherever you are. Uh, that's not just having a nice desk and a, a nice chair that will help you with your posture, uh, but also uh, just the, the, the atmosphere of the, of the room needs to be, needs to be good, needs to, be, needs to help you with, uh, with your motivation. I have here uh, my setup with my gerbils in, in it. I have uh, a picture oh, of the middle I think, I think I can hear them. Are they running around the wheel in the background? No, that's probably just me. <laughs> <laughs> Are they sleeping? Yeah, they're sleeping at the moment. 
Ah, cool. Yeah. They sleep most of the day. They only, they only wake up at uh, around four, right, right? Which is when I start getting distracted. But I, but they usually very very nice. They they, yeah. they usually behave themselves, and that helps me create an, uh, like a safe environment for me to to work. That's that's interesting that you say that. I mean, um, although we've got great editing skills, there was one section in this podcast today where you'll definitely hear my cat meowing for about a minute. Um, having, I mean, just for me, just working from home, uh, I'm, we're all working from home at Site Visibility at the moment uh, as I'm recording this. And um, yeah, my cat comes in and out, he meows, he wants attention. And even though for podcast recording, that's not ideal, there's definitely an element of, um, I don't know, uh, it, it, it helps. It's relaxing. I know there are scientific studies as well about animals and how they can reduce blood pressure and so forth. But I, I definitely think there's something to that. Is there anything? I'm curious now that you've mentioned about your room setup. Is there anything else in in the in the way you've set up your room or your room setup that um, you've intentionally made the decision to kind of position or stru- or design it in a way that helps you with productivity or motivation? Aside yeah. from your job. Yeah, I'm right in front of a big window. I have a big window, and, I, and that's something I know I want to uh, to keep the the room very uh, with a lot of light mm. uh, because that's very important for me. Um, yeah, yeah. On the window, uh, I can see uh, like a I don't want to say green space because it's more brown than green, <laughs> uh, uh, but I can see animals there, cats, oh, um, birds, so. Having that uh, connection with nature is very important uh, for me. So that's, oh, that's really nice. It's really good. That's nice to hear. What I might try and get you to do is take a photo, and we'll put that in the show notes of our of uh, on our website when we uh, post this podcast. That'll be uh, uh, fun to look at. How far are you away from the beach there as well? That that was fairly important to you, wasn't it? Being near the beach, it, it was important for me. But uh, strangely, I'm not as close to the beach as I was when I was working in Brighton because. Uh, the beach was oh yeah we were, uh, we were right on the seafront yeah 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 uh in here i needed to uh take my car uh, right but then i'm just like 10 minutes away from the beach by car and then uh, to to close out the podcast um marcos so going back to my intro there are going to be there's kind of two aspects to this podcast there's there are businesses out there that might be now needing to consider or perhaps we're already considering remote working, whether that's specifically for SEO professionals or whether that's more generally. And on the flip side out there, there there are going to be lots of people in marketing positions that are going to perhaps that flexibility, that remote working will enhance their productivity, improve their lifestyle, improve their work-life balance. Marcos, what's your advice to businesses out there that are considering remote working options? Mm, a few things, I think. The first thing is, as I said uh, before, being open about different options to uh, work remotely, flexible work, life balance. Consider all those things because they are important for employees. Um, Plan in advance. Definitely uh, have a process in place. Consider all uh, variables. Uh, keep uh, your employees' uh, happiness in mind, uh, but with, without compromising uh, your business objectives. 
because I assure you, uh, they don't need to be, uh, they don't need to go in different directions. Uh, we can all work towards the same goal. And finally, trust. For, em uh, for employers out there, trust your employees. And for employees out there, trust your employers. Because that's something mm. uh, that really helped me making this decision. Uh, I felt there was mutual trust between all of us. Mm. And it, yeah. was a, it was a big step for me. Um, and it, 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 it turned out well. It turned out great. I'm, I'm very happy. Uh, I think the business is very happy with me. Um, and everything turned out great in the end. And I have to thank you and Rachel and Jason and Side Disability and the entire team in general uh, because I haven't felt uh, big changes. I go to the office once uh, once a month when there's no pandemics around the world. Um, and every, nothing, nothing has changed, really. So I'm very happy yeah. with that. Uh, that's, that's almost the um perfect ending um so i wish i could just end it there but i have got a few i have got there are a couple of key points just to uh from that uh well number one thank you to marcos um i mean trust goes two ways right and uh, um I, I talked about characteristics before it was the hard work that you put into the years prior that made that left me with no doubt that um this would be fine uh trust is so i mean we could do a whole and we probably will cover the element of trust within business culture in a different podcast but you're you know like i said it, it's it's a two-way street between employers and employees when it comes to trust and building a culture of trust but that does come at, um that you know that does come from senior figures in a company and so you have to create that and you have to anticipate these things that are coming um and to create that culture of trust uh, there's one key thing that uh, we haven't touched on throughout this podcast until this point, but I, I will make a note to say that when we were planning, um, one key aspect, which is so often missed from marketing in general, is we actually we wrote down our plan in the form of an agreement. So it was a written plan. Um, and so this wasn't all verbal. This wasn't just conversations and meetings. We actually have an agreed, uh, yeah, an agreement in place with Marcos that's written that really helped state the position of both parties um, which I also think helps with that element of trust. Um, there's no ambiguity when you've got things written down. And so not only putting in putting in the six months of planning or so and actually communicating that with the rest of our team, but writing it down. I, I know for me personally helped. I'm assuming that helped with you as well, Marcos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it was good to see everything written down because that way we we could always go back to that agreement and see, okay, so what's happening now? And we discover even uh, things we haven't considered. <laughs> like now in this pandemic, I, I cannot go back uh, to the office. So what do we do mm. in this case? Um, mm. So it's always good to, to have that in, in written format, and but also to go back from time to time and review it and see yeah. if we could update it somehow. Um, so yeah, that was good. So um, have a written plan for remote workers, if that's something you're considering, and a written uh, or and a written agreement, and then make sure that you review it periodically. Um, so, Marcos, in closing, I just want to say thanks for your time today. Um, that was a, a really interesting topic and a topic that's, I guess, at the heart of lots of businesses and lots of employees right now. So I'm really glad that we talked that through. I'm glad, I'm so pleased um, that you are feeling happy, that you made the move, that we've experienced no issues from it and that's a testament to your hard work as well 
Um, in closing, can you just let people know where they can find you? Yes. Um, you can uh, find me first on the site of Visibility website. You can uh, find me there on the, on the team page. But I'm also on LinkedIn, Marcos Alvarez Martin, uh, Twitter, uh, same name, Marcos Alvarez Martin. And then my email, if you want to contact me, uh, my site visibility email is marcos.martin at sitevisibility.com. And um, for all show notes for today's podcast, you can find them at sitevisibility.co.uk. We're on all major podcast platforms where you can also find the show notes. I'm Scott Colner, the new host of the Internet Marketing Podcast. And you can find me on LinkedIn if you just find, uh, search for Scott Colner. You can find me on Twitter at Scott Colner. Or you can message me with feedback at scott.colnut at sitevisibility.com. Uh, thanks for your time today, Marcos. Thanks to all our listeners. I really want to hear your feedback and goodbye for now.